Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the Anthony Towns starting to dominate this game, Jerry. Towns has been the story, and he continues to be the story with 16. We need to be on all cylinders if we expect to win. Um, we're down a man, down a very important piece of our team and Jimmy Butler, so we as a collective group have to come together and uh, play as a team more than ever, and we're doing a great job right now. Uh, 63-60 at halftime, and then the uh, Timberwolves come out and pull away in the second half. Now they're back to playing eight players again. People are very nervous about minutes, but uh, they're going to win the games. Uh, and they, uh, as as you pointed out, Manny, they only have 18 games left. I yeah. looked up, I looked up uh, New New Orleans today. I think they've only played 59 games, and the Timberwolves have played 64. So uh, they can they can play the fellas here down the stretch, don't you think? Yeah, because they're, the they're, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna have as many back to backs. I mean that January they was, got it Thursday Friday. Yeah, January they had a horrible month. Yeah, uh, January they were playing basically every other night if they weren't playing on a on a back to back. So I mean it's this it's it's gonna loosen up for them a little bit now. The quality of opponent over the next ten games or so is not yes. gonna be fun. But I think there's gonna be some days in between for them to. Uh, yeah, to uh, they, recharge uh, the battery a little bit. Portland and Utah back to back. You would uh, like to win one of those for sure. Yes, uh, one one or the other. Beat them one or one or the other. Win one or the other, and then uh, you know you're going to be right now. I was just looking, and okay, they're they're third in the West, but in other words, there's two super teams in the West, right? Golden, Golden State, State and Houston. Houston. Yep. Yeah, so they're the best of the rest. Right, rest right now, the best of the rest. So what are we whining about? What are we mad about? I think it's I, last, just angst. Last night it was the same BS about. Oh, he hasn't gone to his bench with five minutes to go in a twenty-point lead. Who cares? You're cruising. There's never wasted minutes if you're winning a game. That's my theory, right? If you're winning the game, so what? You're easing to victory. Let a guy get a couple more baskets. Who cares? It's uh, it is amazing. But I saw Twitter filled with, it drives me crazy that they're twenty ahead with two minutes and three of the regulars are still on the floor. Well, they're only playing eight guys, right? Pretty much, yeah. So uh, I, I I cannot get worked up about that. It uh, it uh, you know if you get a win, fine. Uh, you know, be happy. Be happy. You won a game. You won a road game against a bad team. They've lost several road games against bad teams. You won a road game against a bad team. Be happy. 
It's just like my guy Zach Harper said multiple times, the Wolves could win the NBA title and the fans would complain about the parade route. <laughs> that so. is that is true. They're going to get a player, aren't they? Aren't they going to get somebody here? Tony Allen or Derrick Rose or somebody? Is well, it, there's, they, a roster, he needs a, there's a roster he, spot open. He needs for another body. He he won't play. Uh, he he won't play George's Hunt again. He he he, he didn't. Apparently, that guy fell out of favor. He was playing some, and uh, you know Shabazz. He, he doesn't play. Cole. He doesn't play. Who's uh, who's going to get some minutes here? They got to get a. They got to get another guy in here. Otherwise, what what you know what worries me about minutes? It doesn't worry. Towns doesn't worry me. Wiggins doesn't worry me. Teague doesn't worry. Belly worries me with his with his injury, his, injury history. history. And all of a sudden, he's playing 35 minutes a game. Yeah. Now, now he could become – that could make him a, a good player. I mean, that could really make him a, a very productive NBA player, but it also could have him get hurt, which he's done so many times in the past. Right. I, you know what, though? The, the thing with the minutes, I'm – I, you know, the the injury stuff, I mean, people looked at Jimmy getting hurt on Friday and they said, well, you know, it's because he's just been playing too much. <laughs> he was God. off for a week and he didn't yes. play in the All-Star game that yes. everybody was whining that he this didn't is, play in the All-Star. He didn't play is, the All-Star game and everybody was whining about it. This was the most rested he's been all season. Yeah. So maybe he got injured because he had too much rest. I mean, my, Did my we ever concern, think of that? My concern with the minutes is more just about just guys just wearing down that – by the time you get to the playoffs, you're just you're just going to be out of gas, and then that's what's going to end up costing you in the playoffs. But injuries, look, guys get hurt. It happens. Guys get injured. It's it's you know I mean, and you know I saw a couple of people. Well, Derrick Rose got hurt. Derrick Rose drove into the lane in that playoff game against Philadelphia and landed awkwardly on his knee. And he tore his ACL. Yes, it happens. <laughs> yes, it yes, happens. It, does. it sucks, it does. but it happens. It uh, it is a uh, it is quite a phenomenon that uh, they have the third best record in the West and nobody's happy. Yeah. It's uh, now they've had some bad losses. I'll admit that. But this the 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 most fun of the current NBA is there's probably been more odd outcomes this year than any time in a long time. There's a lot of goofy outcomes that you as my my most recent example is Washington going to Cleveland. When the Cleveland was bringing home their new lineup, and they had this fantastic chemistry, and yep. it was it was going to be a celebration of the new Cavs, and Washington went in there and beat them without John Wall. Yeah, without John Wall. And by the way, they're they're virtually unbeatable with John Wall. Did you see this stat? By the way, the Toronto Raptors, uh, assuming they they kicked the hell out of Orlando in their last game of February, mm-hmm. will set a record for. Largest margin of average victory in the month of February in NBA history. Really? Yeah, they've been killing everybody. Toronto, they're uh, they're leading the East. Anybody notice that? They're leading the East. Uh, I've, right? I've noticed. They've been yeah. they've been terrific. Dwayne Casey, boy, we didn't we didn't need no, him here, did we? <laughs> no, we did not. We did not need him here. Anyway, Timberwolves. Uh, uh, that that is certainly a game you have to win. Now they've won two in a row with uh, two in a row with Butler. And it is going to be interesting when he comes back if what Wiggins, Wiggins. what yeah. Wiggins has done, what if Wiggins has established the fact that he is a very good and productive player if he gets the ball more, then what happens? 
then what happens? Is there can yeah. they can they figure out how to share the ball? I still I've said it and people don't want to believe it, but Andrew Wiggins' biggest problem this season has been Jimmy Butler changing the way they played basketball because he was no longer the man. And uh, and now he's going to be the man for a while. We'll see. We'll see if but it's uh, going to be up to Tibbs to when Butler does. When they come, come back, back they got to figure out a way to play those guys. He's not yeah. a forward. I don't think he's a forward. Do you Wiggins? I don't think he's no, a forward. I think, I think you got to play him more at the two and match him up with with shooting guards because he has a little bit more of a size advantage over those guys mm-hmm. as opposed to guarding threes. So I mean, he and Butler, he and Butler have not figured out how to play together. So, and of course, we blame it all on Wiggins and and uh, none of it on Butler. And Butler's what he is. So anyway, no uh, no later word on when they might. Nobody speculated on when Butler might be back yet. Though. I have not heard a single thing yet. Okay. All right. Hey, Phil Miller uh, from the Star Tribune baseball writer is going to come over and join us in a minute. We are at Hammond Stadium. The Twins and the Red Sox uh, will be playing here in about 45 minutes. Phil Miller, Star Tribune baseball writer, is uh, with us. Anything new on Logan Morrison? Uh, Do we know if he's in town taking his physical and will be around tomorrow what do we know yes i have it under uh under uh good source that uh he is uh here and he is taking his physical uh there is uh, they, they there's no announcement yet nothing official but uh there was a morrison jersey hanging <laughs> yeah number in the, 99 in yes. yeah number 99 uh, i haven't seen that since gretzky i don't think so <laughs> the uh, highest in twins history yeah he's gonna be the first one I talked to Rod, uh, Hot Rod McCormick down there, and I said, "Well, so what number is he going to use later?" He says he might just use this one. He doesn't. Uh, he's, yeah, he's it, a different kind of cat. So. I looked through it. Uh, the only one available is sixty-two. I suppose you could bump uh, uh, Vargas out of his number, like uh, like uh, who did before Castro, or uh, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, Vargas what? has lost his number, uh, but uh, Morrison's not going to uh, big time him. Apparently, he uh, he's going to. Uh, Break new ground. Hey, what is your read on the uh, new administration here? They're uh, they're uh, they're always up to something, is what I uh, <laughs> what what I've uh, what I've de- decided here. They're they're always, you know, oh, you know, in the previous administration, Terry and those guys would. When there was nothing going on, there was nothing. You kind of <laughs> felt that you were safe to say there's nothing going on. Yeah, they they see, do something once in a while, but these guys are always up to something. Yeah, you'd see Terry and Mike Radcliffe sitting in the stands watching BP, and you'd think, well, nobody's on their phone. I think we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, tonight is going to be a, a great example of this new administration and, and how they operate and maybe what the future uh, is of this team in baseball. Anibal Sanchez yes. is pitching tonight. Yes. And from what I gather, their pitch to Anibal Sanchez was, we found something. We mm-hmm. we did the numbers. We've examined the film. We have reason to believe we know what your problem is and how to fix it. Uh, spin rates and, uh, <laughs> and all those things. Uh, honestly... Uh, uh, I had one Twins official say uh, he's kind of our test project. I wouldn't say experiment, but uh, uh, I, I would have liked to have heard those negotiations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anibal, we 
We might have something for you here if you want to sign and here. And it's uh, what five hundred grand experiment, right? Yeah, if yeah. He that's doesn't all, make it. Uh, that's all they've uh, got on the line, and and he must have been intrigued enough to uh, to be here. And we'll see how he but, looks. Tonight. But we've seen stuff that the you know Panetta. That's uh, that's a move you wouldn't have seen, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, give a guy two million bucks to pitch for you next year for eight million. Yeah, bucks. but when you think about it, uh, you you would uh, you'd pay ten million next spring to take a chance on a guy yeah. that's a year away from uh, uh, Tommy John, so it makes sense. But, you know, the Sanchez thing, if he turns out to be a pitcher, you know, think of uh, think of the pitches they could make to, to <laughs> players. You want a major league career? We know how to do it. I have not met the, uh, the new pitching analytics genius that they hired away from Tampa Bay. Uh, what's his name? Kalk? Kalk, yeah. Kalk. And uh, LaBelle told me that uh, he was engaged in a conversation with him, and the guy is not comfortable talking to other people. <laughs> no, no, he's got like he's like got like state secrets, like uh, <laughs> like uh, he might he might give away the uh, the secret uh, that that they have uh, operating. But you know, I walked into the uh, offices yesterday uh, downstairs, and there were five guys sitting around a, a big conference table, all in front of computers. <laughs> and I was thinking, this is the new, uh, this is the yeah. new front did, office of today. Did you know any of them? Uh, John Manuel. Uh, okay, the, uh, I'd have, I don't know John, but yeah, he's, the, uh, a, he's around here. So. The former editor of Baseball. But I editor. thought he was actually going to be a scout. He is. is he, a, he is, but uh, he's, uh, you know, he knows how to use a laptop too, and mm-hmm. apparently there are a lot of answers in there. It's, uh, I, you know, honestly, it's it's pretty exciting if uh, if all this brain power uh, comes up with. Uh, you know, new and exciting ways to identify ballplayers. Well, and the, the 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 rumor floating around is, and who knows if it's true or not because they're never going to admit it. But the reason they took Gibson to arbitration was to let Daniel Adler practice yeah, <laughs> to yeah. see prepare a arbitration case. I heard that too. Uh, uh, you know, and and, uh, and uh, I asked Kyle Gibson that, and he said. I hadn't heard that, but, <laughs> you know, I could see it. It kind of makes sense. I mean, they're only 300000 apart. Yeah, you split right. that, and uh, was it worth, you know, they have they have outside counsel uh, actually argue the case, mm-hmm. so that's not cheap, and a midpoint would have been about 150000 mm-hmm. They spent, I don't know, 100000 to uh, to uh, not have to, to, to risk that, basically. How, uh, since... Even last year, how many influential, uh, for want of a better word, geeks, <laughs> you know, brain brainiacs, brain wizards, have they even brought in? They brought in Adler. They brought in Kalk. They brought in, uh, you know, they they changed the pitching situation and well, brought I, in. I mean, it's it's amazing. I met the assistant director of Major League Scouting yesterday, whose name. Uh, I'm not very good at. I have written down, but uh, uh, he is, I believe, 23. And mm-hmm. Mike Radcliffe, the uh, uh, player personnel uh, vice president, and what's he been a twin for 30 yeah. years? He told me, "Yeah, that kid. Ex- uh, he uh, approves my expenses now." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, that's yeah. uh, it's quite a management structure. And uh, the uh, the farm director, the new farm guy, whatever we yeah. used to call him, farm director. They have a better title now. Uh, he's he's only 27, right? Jeremy's old yep. or something. Yep. Yeah. They say he's. It's, uh, and it's funny. Uh, they basically told me 
that there was a bidding contest for Adler coming oh, oh, from yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. But these guys are now like free agent acquisitions. These sure. these young Bradyac from Eastern yeah, Liberal Colleges. Are... They're they're bid. Different teams bid for them, and then you're going to have to try to keep them two years from now. And you can find them uh, everywhere. Look at all the, uh, the all the researchers, the baseball researchers from like Fangraphs and Baseball Prospectus that are in mm -hmm. front offices now, and uh, uh, all the all the Harvard guys with their resumes out there. And, and look what happened: uh, the Jaguars lose Adler, and and all of a sudden they're signing Blake Bortles. I mean, uh, yeah, right. Uh, that's got to be a loss of brain power <laughs> yeah, there. Right? That 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 could have been so. Uh, uh, they they are going to be left-handed with Morrison in there and, and Kepler. They need some of these guys. Kepler's got to become more competitive left-handed. They're going to have to. Somebody's going to have to. Somebody's going to have to. Okay, you got four guys in there every day: uh, Rosario, uh, Kepler, Maurer. And now Morrison, somebody's going to sit, I would think, yeah. uh, and some right-hander will play. Well, I'm interested to ask, once the Twins are allowed to talk about it, if they envision Morrison ever playing the outfield here or there. Because uh, You said five years? It's been five years since he has done that uh, regularly. Uh, he's only done it a handful of games. But, uh, it, you know, uh, it's another way to get that bat in the lineup in uh, maybe you know Kepler's not that great against left-handers uh, either, and maybe that's a way to have Grossman uh, you, DH. But you made a good point today, though. Uh, we were talking about Robbie Grossman, and uh, he's become a worse outfielder in perception because he doesn't play. <laughs> he hardly plays anymore, so we've decided he's terrible. Well, yeah, and and. Plus, uh, you know, Kepler and Rosario and Buxton now have this yeah. uh, nothing falls but the raindrops uh, image. And, uh, yeah, you would think Robbie Grossman was Josh Willingham. He He's not the outfielder that those guys are, but who is? I I am surprised at how his defense is now considered uh, uh, terrifying uh, to yeah, the fandom. You can't, yeah. play it. You, yeah. can't, you can't play him out there. I, I talked to him for a minute today and basically mentioned that. I, do you think that... Your outfielding is now considered to be yeah. a negative because you're not one of those young guys that runs around. And he did not. He didn't jump on the theory. He just said, uh, "I do the best I can." He you can know? still catch a fly ball, can't? Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's strange at how his reputation has suffered. Well, uh, we I saw a big conference. I saw that uh, Molitor and Grossman came out of the office back there, and I wondered what conference they were having and. Then I found out Grossman's going on the bus that's not coming back, so he's got to play both games. I think he was being called in to told told he had to spend two days over at West yeah, Palm Beach. Pack a bag, and yeah. uh, you know it's really not that bad a deal for him. He only has to make, uh, uh, you know, he has to make two bus rides and and gets to spend a night in uh, West Palm. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. that ballpark over there is only five miles from Mar-a-Lago, so it's a it's a pretty nice area. Uh the uh, the. Uh, Twins hardcores are still uh, crying for a pitcher, but uh, they say they don't have an ace. Irv's an ace. Irv yeah. was an ace last season. Last that year was a was. number one starter. Last year he was, and it turns out he had a problem, and that's now fixed. Yeah, he's thirty-five. That's the problem. Yeah, it is, and he uh, may not, but he's not Kershaw. But he's a number one. He was a number one starter last year. Well, I'll tell you what. Between us. Uh, I think Irvin at 35 is a bet is less of a gamble than Fernando Rodney at 41. Yeah. So uh, I mean they are they're riding the experience train a, a little bit and uh, yeah Irvin he uh, he was really upbeat today. Uh, looking forward yeah. to that cast off. 
Yeah. What next week? Friday. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, I think they're. I think their starting pitching's got a chance. Uh, the, of course, the big mystery is if Phil Hughes will, what they're going to do. I, I can't see him putting them in a bullpen. So he's got to either pitch or you got yourself twenty-six million dollars worth of. Uh, oof. I think good. You think they would? You think they would ship him out if he can't pitch? I don't know I, what they do. I think he would be in the bullpen. Oh. But yeah. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Yep. All right, Phil Miller, uh, Star Tribune uh, baseball writer. Uh, who uh, tries to uh, fill in the cracks uh, that uh, LaBelle Neal leaves behind. We uh, shall uh, be back. This is The Ride with Racy. Johnny, on this day in history, 1960, the uh, U.S. Olympic hockey team beat the Soviet Union, and then the next day they won the gold medal, beating Czechoslovakia. The great John Mayersich will uh, be our guest here in a few minutes. Uh, I said, John, 1960, he says, and I'm still here, he said. (laughs) (laughs) What a great guy. Here is Johnny Hyde. Uh, Thank you, Patrick. This update is sponsored by Wendy's. The new smoky mushroom bacon cheeseburger is Wendy's most craveable cheeseburger yet, but it's only here for a limited time, so swing by Wendy's and get it while you can, no matter what it takes. Uh, Let me pass one news story along before we get to sports here. Uh, Patrick Henry High School in Minneapolis has declared a code red. They were in lockdown. A caller had said a male boarded a school bus with a weapon of some sort. It was thought to be a handgun. person on the bus reported that. The male got off the bus and ran into the area of 44th and Morgan Avenue. Apparently, when he found out that police were called, they were checking the area outside for him, and now they are also inside the school going room to room. Not known if the student was at school today or if that student had the gun in school today, but uh, they are right now in code red at Patrick Henry High School and searching mm. uh, to see what they can find. Not a lot of details, obviously, uh, that we can nail down, but uh, that's where that's at. That's not good. No. Uh, now, sports headlines, the latest on Teddy Bridgewater. Sources say the NFL Management Council has decided not to toll his contract for next year. He'll be a free agent on March 14th if the Vikings don't sign him to a new deal. Of course, that means the Vikings could be without all three of their quarterbacks from last season. All could be free agents, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, and Sam Bradford. Good for Teddy, although I think he's going to end up back here anyway. So, or or they're going to go spend $25 million on Cousins. Are they yeah. getting themselves in that situation now? Do they got Ziggy saying, I'm making so damn much money, go <laughs> spend it on a quarterback? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, because if you can get... 25 here or 28 from the Jets, you'll come here, won't you? I, I, if I, I were cousins, cousins, I would. Yeah. But. Now, if you can get 25 from Denver and 25 from here, you might then pick your spot. But oh. uh, but uh, I, I don't think I'd want to go with the Jets if I was him. <laughs> Wild in action at home tonight. A game against St. Louis at the Excel Energy Center. Defenseman Jonas Brodin ready to return against the Blues. He's missed the previous nine games, recovering from surgery to fix his fractured left hand. Uh, and as expected, the Wild this afternoon have recalled Luke Conan from the Iowa Wild. Johnny, wait till you see this Greenway kid. Yeah. Six foot six and 240. And he's a forward. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gopher senior guard Nate Mason missed practice with a hip injury, but he is expected to play tomorrow in the Big Ten tournament opening round against Rutgers. Man, we need him. That's going to be a hostile environment, Johnny. (laughs) Home team Rutgers in Madison Square Garden. That from uh, Coach uh, Richard Bettino. He also said starting center Bakari Konate was out of practice Monday with the flu, but he's feeling better, and he hopes to return to, uh, return to uh, that game tomorrow night 
uh, in New York, as Patrick said. Which will have more people, the the game tomorrow or the amount of people on the floor when the Gophers played Alabama earlier in the season? (laughs) I don't know. Hey. Kanate, there. Kanate, Kanate. Sorry, my fault. People have been cursing at him for four years. We want to get his name right there, Johnny. <laughs> Kari Kanate. That kind of rolls off the tongue better, anyway. Uh-huh. He yeah. doesn't have the. He can get a rebound, but he doesn't have the good hands when you throw him the ball in the post. There, John. He kind of bounces off him once in a while. <laughs> Go for women's basketball players: Destiny Pitts, Carly Wagner, Kanisha Bell, plus Jordan Murphy of the men's team, honored by the Big Ten late yesterday. Pitts named Freshman of the Year, and Wagner and Bell were both named to the All-Big Ten women's first team. Murphy named to the All-Big Ten men's second team by a media panel and to the third team by the league's coaches, uh, Nate Mason, an honorable mention choice by each of the men's voting groups. Murphy had a hell of a year for a sucking ship, but uh, he he played great. (laughs) Twins will be playing uh, exhibition baseball this evening. Uh, They'll uh, be underway in about a half hour. Uh, playing Boston, game time about five. A- Annie Ball on the hill, so we'll see. Annie That'd Ball Sanchez on the hill. That'll be all right. And tomorrow, uh, Miguel <laughs> Sano is supposed to play uh-huh. in the field, and uh, uh, Logan Morrison is supposed to show up and uh, have a press uh, and, and talk to the media and get in uniform. So, Beautiful. all right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now. This day in history. Patrick. Roger Christian again, number 10. William Dolphin. On this day in history, in 1960, the United States defeated the Soviet Union in the U.S. Olympic Hockey Tournament. And uh, then the next day, they defeated the Czech Republic and won the gold medal. John Mayasich was a member of that team, and uh, that had to be as much fun as you ever had in hockey, John. I think it's probably as much fun as the curling team is experiencing right now. <laughs> yes, that's right. And deservingly so. And you probably did your share of curling up there on the range, too, I would I'm guess. still curling. <laughs> what did you, hey, we should mention that first. What did you think of that? That uh, Did you ever throw a five-pointer? No, but I've been uh, on a team where the team playing against us uh, had us 8-0. They threw all their rocks into the house. Uh, That's embarrassing. (laughs) Yes, that was it. John, uh, in 1960, uh, lost in the shuffle compared to 1980, but uh, just as big a surprise, really, because Sweden, Canada, and the Soviets were all considered superior to the United States going into that tournament. Yeah, I think, Pat, uh, if we had won, they were thinking we'd be heroes if we had won the bronze. But uh, so, you know... There weren't the expectation wasn't too high, and the Soviets were just kind of coming on, right? As a hockey power, then. Uh, well, they... the Soviets had won in '56. Uh, we had lost yes. Russia in '56, so uh, we know they were good. The Canadians probably overlooked us, looking uh, at you know probably playing Russia for the gold. In fact, they sat out a couple of their star players. Really. 
uh, when we played them. Now, did you play them just once, or did you play them in the preliminary round, too? No, we just played once, and that's probably, uh, I should mention that. we. I think we played maybe Australia and the Czechs preliminary yes. round, and then we played every team so that were okay. left. So we played all of them. Which, yeah, uh, you played, uh, there were six teams in the finals, right? Yeah, and uh, you had five goals against Australia. I looked it up to make sure it wasn't Austria, but it was Australia. <laughs> well, they, they were wearing golf shoes, uh, I should admit. <laughs> but, uh, no, the Australians were just starting, but we had a tough game against the Czechs. Yeah, 7-5. Uh, you you know, every game thereafter was playing for the medal, but... Uh, no, it was a great experience. And hey, John, uh, so tell me about that arena out there. It was kind of a temporary place, uh, the open on the sides, or what, well, what it was it? it was open on the side, and in the morning, the sun used to come in, and it would melt the ice on that side of the rinks. So really? They, I don't know what they use, ropes or something to cover the uh, opening, but... Oh. Uh, Maybe it slowed the Russians down. Who knows? Uh, but it's uh, the story I'm reading said they managed to put 10,000 fans in there in Blythe Arena to watch the game against the Soviets. Well, they squeezed them in, and uh, and that had helped, Pat. Uh, that was a big advantage for us, the home crowd, and likewise in 80 with uh, in Lake Placid. It was uh, a great feeling. You had a home audience, and it, it meant a lot. And uh, the way the team performed. John Mayasich is with us. How long were you guys together? How long did they did you turn around and play? Well, the team had an exhibition uh, deal going on for probably four or five months. Oh, really? I didn't I, I, join them until the night before the the first game. I I was a player coach in Green Bay playing, and they had contacted me a few months before the. Uh, uh, the Squabelli thing. So I said, well, I'd join them after our final game, which I did. And uh, oh, I knew the players, and I played on defense. So, what, uh, <laughs> so what you just flew in. Go? You just flew in before the game against Australia? Yep, never had a practice. With <laughs> Were you playing defense then or up front? Uh, playing defense, so, which okay. I enjoyed. Yeah, I okay. was over the hill then. So. Uh, how many uh, how many uh, uh, Minnesotans on that team? The Christians, obviously. Oh, yeah. you know, you uh, Tommy Williams. And McCartan, Dick yep. Meredith, uh, wow. Bob Owen, a Harvard kid from St. Louis Park, went to Harvard. Uh, Billy and Roger Christian, you had Tommy Williams, 18 years old. Yes. And, oh, he was just that young, uh, right? We know what he did. Yeah, he became uh, the first yep. NHLer from yep. the U.S. in, in decades. Johnson, yeah, uh, great hockey player and got a big goal against Canada. Won the game for us. Do you so, guys? Uh, did you have you guys? I suppose through the years there were some uh, some uh, reunions. Do you, does that any of that take well, place? Well, we anymore? had one out in Squaw Valley in the early nineties. In fact, Blythe Arena was torn down then. Wow. Uh, I think in ninety two. Uh, no, we didn't get together that much. The Minnesotans did. Sure. But we didn't mix with the uh, Easterners or didn't see them that often. What? Uh, there aren't too uh, many left. I was going to say, how many fellas are, do we still have? Boy, of course, Jack Carton, Meredith, uh, 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 
we lost one of the Christians, right? Uh, Roger Christian. Uh, let's see, Polly Johnson we lost. Tommy Williams. Uh, uh, two defensemen, uh, Bob Owen and Rod Pavla from Upper Michigan. So there are probably about eight of us left. Hey, Johnny, uh, John Massage is with us. Hockey was... Uh... You as as much as 1980 might have introduced hockey to Southerners. You, I think, in, in a lot of ways, there were, you know, there were only six NHL teams. I think that team introduced hockey to a lot of people. I think it did. I think there were a lot of kids that played on the '80 team. Of course, they were just old enough to, uh, you know, whet their appetite. And uh, I think it it was a positive. Uh, element in the growth of hockey in Minnesota and around the country. Look what it is uh, today. Sure. Hey, Johnny, what uh, what happened? Okay, you win, you get your medal, and then uh, did you, you stayed for the closing ceremonies, I take it? Yeah, no parties. Uh, we got our medals, jumped on the plane. I was, uh, I think back then, uh, oh, what was the airline? Uh, Minneapolis to Green Bay. Probably North Central, huh? Yeah, North Central. Anyway, yeah, the Flying Goose or whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, on the way to Green Bay, the stewardess came up, and are you the hockey player? And there's a, a reception for you at the airport, Austin Straubel Airport. Oh, really? Okay. So there were family members and uh, my wife and children and uh, players, and yeah, there was no... You know, no celebration. There was there was nobody to fly back to Minneapolis and St. Paul and have a parade. None of that no, good stuff. None no. of that. And uh, I got up in the morning. I was at work at eight the next. Day. <laughs> hey, John. Uh, what? Uh, well, how I many years? Pat, I did get a nice ring. Uh, it cost me thirty bucks. <laughs> and I'm wearing they... it right now. So who uh, who had the rings made up? You know, Meredith had some deal with Justin's. Okay. And uh, that's a long story too, but uh, but you guys you guys paid for them <laughs> paid for them no, yourselves. You know what color would you like? I like blue. I said I'll take blue. He said it'll cost you thirty bucks. <laughs> but back in nineteen sixty, you know what's the value? Oh yeah. Of course, it had some value today, probably. Hey John, uh, how long were you in Green Bay? How long did you run that team over there? Boy, I was there. Playing and coaching and then running the program full-time, season tickets and ads and recruit, all that stuff. I, that was, I came uh, what? back to Hubbard back in, uh, I think, 74. Okay. There. So I was there from 60 to 74. And was that the original USHL then, uh, when it was uh, kind of semi-pro? Well, it was, it was uh, we had, you know, players that all had full-time jobs. Uh, we had a lot of kids from Michigan Tech that played college hockey, mm-hmm. uh, some from the cities. Uh, but Rochester was in the league then. Uh, who else? Waterloo, Iowa. Market, Michigan, the Canadian Sioux. I think the St. Paul Steers uh, mm-hmm. used to come over and play. Hey, John, we did played you... a lot of international league teams, exhibition games. Did you well, we ever put in four thousand a game there? We had a really? beautiful arena. Yeah. Hey John, did you ever get in an NHL camp? Did that or was no. that just that no. was just something that it was just a Canadian league and the well, heck with I the don't rest know. Of it. People
people claim that Maruch, when I played my last game at the U, Maruch had a contract from the, the Blackhawks. And uh, I never saw it, or, you know. <laughs> Maruch never discussed things with us. But, oh. uh, so, no. And, of course, the Olympics were the next year, and Maruch was coaching. And okay. Maybe now, he wished that I play. Who knows? Now, in 56, you mean, yeah, the 56 yeah, thing. I've said that. I actually wrote it a while back. If you could ask, if you could, if you could give me one moment in my lifetime as a sports writer, I would have been in Cortina when Marouche beat Canada, when you guys beat Canada in 1956. Yeah, that was special. In fact, <laughs> Wendell Landerson, who passed away here a couple of years ago, was playing defense for us, and he followed me on the ice. Uh, before the Canadian game, and he said, John, do you remember Marooch told you you're going to have to play the best game you ever played in your life to beat, uh, help beat, you know, Canada? I don't remember hearing that, but I, you know, mm -hmm. shouldn't say it, but I got a hat trick again. <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah, that was a great win, of course. Uh, yes. And, back uh, then, beating a Canadian team was... And uh, one of the world's great characters, uh, Marouche, man. Yeah, great character and, you know, Mr. Hockey. That's right. What he did for the growth of hockey and uh, using Minnesota players. Uh, boy, he was the guy that made it what it is today. So right. I'm thankful uh, to have played, you know, for him. Um, well, John, uh, thanks for your time and enjoy that ring you had to buy for yourself. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't be wearing it. It's probably quite valuable. <laughs> yes. Okay, John. Thanks. Thanks. Say hi to everybody. Okay. The great John Masich, a longtime Hubbard employee uh, and a wonderful guy. And uh, he was down here in Tampa, he said, for a while, but he went back to the range. He can't stay away from the range too long. He's... <laughs> Thanks to the great John Masich for recalling 1960 when the United States won a gold medal in hockey in just as big an upset as 1980. We just did not have the media to cover it back then, but I remember watching that game in Fulham, Minnesota, and uh, Jack McCartan had been my little league baseball coach in 1956 in Fulham, so I had a real emotional bond with that team. All right, we shall return. Uh, Timmy Otter from Viking Update. Talk about the situation, the quarterback situation. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.